What? <laughs> Fuck. Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition. Monday, Monday for July 20th, 2021. What's going on? On today's episode, we got a How Was My Weekend? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, hit him with the hip-hop intro. Because Big Drew got the rhythm and the flow. He got the freestyle rhyme. And it's always in time. Because you know he's a rapping guy. <laughs> Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, 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 July fucking 20th, Tuesday, fuck, I fucked up and I did not record yesterday, but that's fine, we're on the Tuesday schedule on the Monday edition, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, how are you? How are you? Did you have a nice relaxing weekend? Were you able to get out to the greenhouse and maybe uh, take a look at some plants for the backyard? Did you did you get up early on Sunday and uh, go for a little run and say, you know what, that felt nice? I uh, <laughs> hi, welcome to the show. Let's start off with a little bit of a. How was my weekend? I mean, it was good. I uh, this is actually pretty sick. So I started off comedy as fucking full fledged back in back in full effect, man. So uh, fr- as Friday, I was able to. Uh, I had a gig at a winery in Grand Bend, which is kind of like the is like the like the fancy like it's not fancy. It's like a beach town. It's like a fucking. It's on the shores of on the shores of Lake Huron, Ontario. And uh, their downtown main drag looks like a fucking Cancun. Like, they got that little sign. It says Grand Bend, but it looks like how they have Cancun. And it's like a little roundabout right at the end of the beach. Anyways, uh, I had a gig. Uh, shout out to Nathan Texera, who is just killing it right now, man. That ki- that guy is just like, I was going to say kid, but he's like older than me and he has his own kid. <laughs> but he's younger than me in comedy years by lots. But he's just killing it right now. He's putting on this fucking crazy good show. So we get there into winery and I pull up and it's like, this place is fucking fancy. It's like an estate. You know when you pull up to places and there's like a like a, like a semicircle driveway in front of it where it's just like, where do we even park? Like, is there a valet or whatever? And there's there was a big fucking statue of like a horse like right in the middle. It looked like a big casino. Like you're coming up to a big casino or like a big Mexico resort or something. Like you're just pulling up to this fucking really fancy place. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is fucked. Like, I know Nathan's a stoner. All the other guys on the show are fucking stoners. Um, You know, it's just like uh, it's not meshing. <laughs> like, it seemed like the the crowd, like the the venue itself was like too fancy for what what the fuck we were ro- the vibe we were rolling up with. But sure enough, I get there and fucking buddy who was the manager has a black eye. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, fucking hey, bud. Like, this guy's down. He's fucking, he's got a black eye, man. Like, and and it's, and it was a freshie too. So that was like Friday night. So he got that. That was a midweek black eye. So <laughs> I'm fucking, and he was like, oh, yeah, can I get you a drink? And I'm like, anybody who's got a black eye is like, yo, I'm going to grab you a drink. It's like, yeah, this guy's fucking down. So, <laughs> so this fucking, this guy with the black eye is the manager of the, um, of the winery and I and I roll up and Nathan and Max and all the other guys are there 
and uh, and I'm headlining, right? And so that Nathan's gonna host, and then I got three guys opening for me, and um, so whatever. Nathan goes up, and it's like we look at the crowd. It's an outdoor show, and they have like this like big giant cascading like banquet hall, and then through the doors of the banquet hall lead out into the vineyards, and they've and they've got a patio area that they've changed into like a to do a comedy show with the vineyard and behind them. And uh, so it was really fucking nice, but I'm looking at all the tables and it's literally like 45 to like 70 year old white people. Like literally, that's the only, there was literally one black dude in the crowd. And I was like, oh my God, like this is going to be fucking, I first I started freaking out. I was like, oh man, like old, rich, white wine people, like, oh my God, they're going to be so snooty and like, so like, whatever. And like, like, ugh. and I was just like, fuck, man. But so then I'm like, that was my prejudgment on the audience, which is, uh, you know, that's a, it's uh, my comedy, you know, 10,000 hours have led me to be able to like learn things about a crowd. But in this instance, I was completely wrong because as soon as Nathan went on stage, he immediately started smashing and he was doing jokes about like, you know, gnarly, like weed and shit like that. And they were like loving it. And I was like, oh my God, man, this is like cool old people, like cool old people, like fucking A. So whatever, Nathan goes up and he smashes and then fucking uh, Abbas Wahab goes up and he does a good job and Max Sheldrick goes up and smashes and then Dave McInnes is before me and (laughs) Dave McInnes is his fucking just liquored up. He comes from the Tom O'Donnell School of Comedy. If you don't know who that is, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But essentially it's this school of comedy that says... Uh, get super fucking wasted at all times, hack as many darts as you can, and fucking, uh, do crowd work, uh, offstage, just in random places, like, start just asking random people what they do for a living, and, (laughs) and that's the Tom O'Donnell School of Comedy, but you have to be super fucking wasted, so fucking Dave comes from the Tom O'Donnell School of Comedy, and he's fucking wasted, and he starts doing crowd work and he's just killing it. But he, but he, uh, he starts doing crowd work that was very similar to the crowd work that I was going to do. Cause I was like, oh yeah, this guy, you know, I usually go when I go in with like old crowds, I'm like, oh, look at this guy looks like my dad, the, the, the disapproving eyes of my father, blah, 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 blah. This guy looks like my uncle Tony, whatever the fuck. Right. And then I was also going to make a joke about the fact that we're doing jokes. It's like, nice to be here in a grape field. But he goes up and he said fucking cornfield. And I was like, oh, shit, like Dave's on the same tip as me or whatever. So he starts talking, going off about how we're in a cornfield, which they laughed at because he was wasted. It's like, obviously, we're not a cornfield. And then he starts doing crowd work with the old tables, calling them his dad. And I'm like, oh, man, fuck. Like, that was what I was going to (laughs) do. But it's cool because that means Dave and I have the very similar comedic sensibilities. And I absolutely if I came up in Kitchener Waterloo, I would have came up under the Tom O'Donnell School of Comedy as well. So... Part of me is happy that I fucking, uh, I don't know. I had a bit of a hostage situation. <laughs> Anybody who came up in Edmonton comedy between 2000 and fucking five and 2015 knows there was a certain individual with a stranglehold over the scene. But along with that came a uh, sense of professionalism that was developed. So I have to, uh, you know, be thankful for that. Anyways, so Dave goes up and I'm like, oh, fuck, there goes my opener. But then I was like, wait a second. I'm thinking about my 10,000 hours of comedy. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, I just go, instead of being the dumb guy, go up and Mike Damber Dave. And like, what would Mike Damber have done to me if I went up and called this a cornfield? He would have been like, we're not in a fucking cornfield, you stupid fuck. 
And then I was like, oh, just Mike Damber, go be, do what Mike Damber would have done to me. So then I get on stage and I'm like, you stupid fuck, we're not in a cornfield. These are obviously grape bushes. <laughs> and it just fucking smashed, man. Like, cause they're like, yeah, boom. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. And then I got to be even dumber. Cause I prefer my favorite way to be on stage is just dumb. It's like, it's like a, a like a drunken boxing. If I, if I were to, <laughs> oh, this is going to sound hubristic, but if I were to compare my style of comedy to like a style of martial arts, it would definitely be like drunken dance fighting where it's just like, Whoa, this guy looks wasted. He spin all around and whoop pow, hit you with an uppercut. Faust. <laughs> I don't know why I said Faust. Cause I, in one of my jokes, I mentioned Faust anyways, not Feist, Faust. One, two, three, four. Promotional. Wait, what am I going to do? Oh, no, I got to finish this set. I got to finish this story. Um. Okay, so then I fucking go up and then bo- bing, bang, boom. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Dave's an idiot. We're not in a cornfield. And this, so then I did what Mike Damper would have done to me as his opener. And, um, and then I just went up and I was like, holy fuck, I got to do half an hour. What do I even got? And it was like, as I was doing my jokes, it was like... um. Like, normally, any good comedian worth their salt will be, like, one or two jokes ahead of themselves during the joke that they're telling. Inside ball. Most good comics, while they're telling a joke, are two jokes ahead of the crowd. They're like, okay, I'm going to, like, when I'm telling a joke, it's just like, hey, I'm telling this. But I'm thinking, like, okay, so after I finish this joke, I'm going to run into this bit. And then I can either jump out halfway through or continue on into the next segue. And then if I continue on to the next segue, that'll tear me into the other thing. But if I jump out halfway through, then I can go A, B, C. So then you're like, okay, I got two options here based on what the fuck I'm going to do. And you kind of have, like... Like that, like a couple different backup plans. So I'm doing my jokes and I'm like, I don't even know how to tell these jokes, right? I'm thinking like, I'm going to write out the set list of what I can remember, you know, like maybe I'll be able to remember some bits or maybe I won't, but whatever, I'll start writing them out. And then as I was writing them out, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. And then you kind of like visualize yourself on stage, like much like a skier, like, you know, um, you're meant to visualize every single turn um, of your race. And then I and then I was just starting to visualize and I was like, oh yeah, and then I got that tag or whatever. And then and then I was like, okay, we'll see it. And then I wrote it all down and then and then I had it all written down. And then as I was doing the jokes, I was like two jokes ahead. And then there was other tags coming to me where it's just like, don't forget this. And then it was like, then you can jump out there. And it was like, oh yeah. And then I don't know, it was just kind of like, oh, coming back to me. <laughs> like I was just fucking Celine Dion, bro. I was like Family, it's all coming back to me now. I don't know how she sings that, but fucking, uh, it was like I was like, uh, it was I don't know. It felt like the Matrix or some shit where I was just like, he, it was like he's beginning to believe, <laughs> and I just fucking started banging out these bits where I was like, whoa, and I felt myself like saying these words and moving through these actions that I haven't been through in years, and it feeling like seamless and flawless and. And, uh, I don't know, it was just fucking crazy to like hop back in the saddle like that and just have it feel like kind of natural. And then, and then I was like, of course, man, I've been doing this my whole fucking life since I was like 14. I've been going on stage every week trying to make people laugh since I was literally four fucking teen years old, 15, I guess, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. Since I was 15 years old, I've been doing this and I'm 31. So more than half my life, I've been going up every week after week, after week, after week, Every fucking week since grade 10 
On Fridays, we had improv shows. We had rehearsals Monday to Thursday. And then Friday, we had our show. So I had shows every week since I was 15. <laughs> so that's like no surprise that I could just kind of get on stage and like, yeah, it'll be fine, man. Like <laughs> I've been doing this for fucking more than half my life and I'm 31. So what does that say? So it felt nice. So that was the Saturday show. And then, okay, so now we got a campsite. Now Nathan has a fucking campsite for after the show. And I'm humming and hawing like, ah, should I drive back? Ah, fuck, it's Grand Band. It's going to be fun. And then I'm like, okay, fuck it, boys. I'm a dip. I'm like, ah, fuck, I'm a dip. And then they're like, ah, fuck, whatever, right? So I'm like five minutes down the highway and I see the sun setting and it's so fucking gorgeous and I'm driving through the fucking Grand Band and it's just so nice. And I was like, man, what the fuck am I doing, bro? I've been locked up for like two years now, man. Like, just stay. Like, what? What's going to happen? I don't have any kids yet. Fucking, you know, this is going to be this is going to be one of the last. We're closing in on the last little bit of time where I can just be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to stay and do drugs with these idiots <laughs> without it being a serious conversation with Courtney. <laughs> Yeah, man. Actually, I never thought about that. I'm coming up on the fucking tail end of just giving her here. So, whatever. I call fucking... I got none of these guys' phone numbers because Nathan's phone is dead. So, I call Max Sheldrick on Facebook and I got choked-ass data. So, I'm like trying to get a hold of him. Finally, I get a hold of him. I'm like, fuck it. Where are you guys? I'm coming back. And they're like, hey! So, then we came back and we and I met them in, in the main strip of uh, Grand Bend. And we went to a bar. We were trying to find a bar to eat. And I could hear fucking just like slight guitar music. Like, oh, I guess I got a guitar. Like, Right? I could just hear some fucking classic rock guitar music. And I'm like, oh, shit. Let's go fucking find that guy. Whoever that guy is, let's go find that guy. So we finally go to the bar. And uh, we got ID'd, which was so funny because everyone is 30. <laughs> like, we're older than the bouncer. We're like, how old are you? He's like, I'm 27. We're like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? So we get ID'd by the bouncer who's younger than us. We get in the bar and there's a fucking guy just wailing acoustic guitar, singing like Gord Downey. And it's just like, man, it made me think it's like this guy's voice was incredible. Like, it was actually an incredible rock and roll singing voice. And you're like, how many guys are there like this? Like, every town just has a guy It's like, woulda, coulda, shoulda been famous. Or coulda been. At least they had the talent or the skills to do something like that. And they fucking, for whatever circumstances of life, it just prevents them from, like, reaching the apex of their talent. And and I don't know whether you want to or not. Some people don't want to, uh, you know, maximize it. But it's just, like, it was so funny just to watch this guy just fucking just killing it. And you're like, buddy... You fucking, who are you? <laughs> like, you can sing, man. <laughs> That's why I wanted to be like, bro, you're like, let's start a band. You're good. So we went to the restaurant and we watched this guy. And then, I'm sorry, I'm wrapping up here. And then fucking, and then we went back to the campsite. And now we're in this fucking tiny little campsite. And it's just like a community. It's not even like a campsite. It's like this RV community. And everyone's like stacked on top of each other. And I was walking and I was like, I took a couple mushrooms and I was like, walking around trying to feel the vibe and then I was like could you imagine thinking this is a nice place to be <laughs> and I said it so loud I felt like such a fucking asshole but it seems like it's like why would you leave the city to just come to this tiny city 
of people that it's like you're not your neighbors like you're not really getting away from anything like you got to still deal with these fucking people like i don't know for me getting away means like getting the fuck away like from everyone like i want to be the only person for kilometers around me <laughs> you know like i'm going to i'm going to the top of a fucking mountain and not like a fucking like a touristy one either like i'm going to the top of like the fucking some sort of pass like verdant pass where you're like not even really sp- it's more of like a fucking ancient uh logging thoroughfare <laughs> than it is a hike it's like i want to go do that <clears throat> So fucking, I don't know. It was just weird. And then I just stayed up till five, like th- four in the fucking morning. And I was like, okay, hey, I'm just going to fucking pass out and then get the fuck out of here. And then I dipped to like eight. So probably <laughs> I was like driving and I was like, I need a coffee. <laughs> okay. So that was how was my weekend. I fucking had a good ass comedy show. And it's just nice to be back out on the road. Yeah, fucked up with the boys. Okay, um, promotional consideration for our show is provided by our Patreons, Anthony, Blair, Joel, Nick, and Mac, Marnus, Bubba, Bryce, and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame, Colette, Andre, and uh, Colette and Andre, and Taryn as well, too. Taryn's, um, he's on new dad mode, so he had to quit the Patreon, but that's okay. Uh, he's still in the motherfucking Hall of Fame. Uh, because Taryn is a number two fan, and he is one of our first Patreons. I think it was our first Patreon, or maybe Joel was. Taryn or Joel, and then also a huge uh, contributor on the Discord server. So thank you. Uh, also, Bubba, I got that shit mailed out. I got some fucking hash in there too for you, buddy. So hopefully you see that soon. Uh, I hope it doesn't get stolen uh, by the Canada Post again, but I'm going to fucking... If it does, I'll just send some more, man. I don't give a fuck, bro. We got weed is free. <laughs> Yo, fucking weed is free. So Anthony, Blair, Joel, Nick, Mac, Martis, Baba, Taryn, Bryce, Colette, and Andre in the motherfucking Hall of Fame. And promotional consideration for our show is provided by KingTutsCannabis.com. Go to KingTutsCannabis.com and use the promo code DREW for 10% off your order right now. Uh, King Tuts Cannabis, where the fuck is their shit? Promo King Tuts. Cannabis. They're doing a fucking... What's their promo right now? Let me just go on their website. King Tuts. Oh. Okay, King Tuts Cannabis. Also, I just got a fucking huge... uh, A bunch of fucking shit from them. Uh, Some Pink's Kush, some Smalls, and then some banana candies, which I don't know. Did you hear me say that I don't like them? And then you sent them to me? (laughs) Because I was like, I don't like the banana ones, King Tuts. I think I said that, and then they sent me more. So I don't know if they weren't listening or if that's just, like, funny to be funny. Um, But today is... What the fuck is it? Oh, it's Tuesday. So 25% off all edibles if you're listening to this on Tuesday. Um, uh, Go to kingtotscannabis.com. Use the promo code DREW for 10% off your motherfucking order. kingtotscannabis.com. Smoke like an Egyptian. Okay, ouch. Fuck. Natish and I also went to the gym and it fucking felt good, man. I'm on a 50-year fitness program. None of this, no more six-week, eight-week, nine-week, fucking two-month fitness programs. I'm on a 50-year fitness program. That means that I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to be healthy when I'm 80, 81. I still want to be working out when I'm 81, which means it's fucking slow and steady, buddy. You just give her a little bit each day and just work up, get your sweat on. You know, 20 minutes. I'm going down to the gym after this. I'm just going to do a quick little fucking 20 minutes. Little body weight. Lift some weights. Keep those tendons, ligaments, joints. Do some yoga. You know, keep those stretches in. You know, 
Just that 50-year fitness program. <laughs> okay, where's the dad rock? Hold up. I'm going to do, I'll do dad rock. You don't have to listen anymore if you don't want to. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, let me find the dad rock now. All right, fucking here comes some classic heavy thrash metal backing track in E minor, 220 beats permitted in the style of Kirk Hammett Metallica.